Pete King. Peter, Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, Sid. Happy New Year to you and Danielle and Ava and Gabe. It's, Thank uh, you. A great way to start the year. Thank you, and uh, you too, you and Rosemary and uh, your lovely kids, Sean and Erin. So uh, Hannity's out of there. I think he lived in Nassau County. You would know better than me, but he announced last night he's the latest to leave New York. And I know Nassau County is still a beautiful place, and really Long Island. You guys do a much better job than any of the boroughs. But they're leaving Long Island, too. I mean, New York is just becoming impossible, despite what Eric Adams continues to say. Can you argue that? No, listen, I mean, you know, things are going bad. I give, uh, you know, Bruce Blakeman tremendous credit here in Nassau County, Ed Romaine now coming into Suffolk County. Republicans are going to do all they can to, to hold it down, but I can see why people are moving out. Now, as far as Sean Hannity, actually, I think he grew up and lived in Nassau. I think he's been in Suffolk probably for the last 10 years or so. No, but a lot of people have moved. Like my daughter, she's down in North Carolina, not because she wanted to, but her husband's job was transferred down there, and she was going to be able to do her work virtually from North Carolina. So there's so many people like that. And then also others, people, let's say, who are able to retire in their early 60s. They are moving to North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, obviously. And listen, I'm, I'm never going to leave New York. I love it. I love the whole lifestyle of New York, the, you know, the, the action. Having said that, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, it's much dirtier. And as far as the crime, it's really wrong to say, you know, not you saying, you know, uh, and the mayor saying our crime has gone down. It's still much higher than what it was four years ago. I mean, that's, that's the reality. I mean, we're saying, okay, it's not as bad as last year, but it's much worse than it was just, you know, just four years ago. And the cops can only do so much because their hands are being tied. So, no, this is a uh, – I was really disappointed in last year's race. I mean, not only did Lee Zeldin, you know, run a good campaign, and he was a really a good alternative, but to see, like, the New York City, Hochul got 70% of the vote after all that was going on in New York, after you know, the crime and the dirt and everything else, still – she got 70 percent. So maybe you say, you know, people deserve what they get. But it's uh, we have to you know, you know, keep this fight going. And you got people like, you know, Joe, Joe Borelli, a Democrat like Bob Holden. We have uh, Councilman like Ina Vernikoff. But having said that, it's almost like, uh, you know, being in Berlin during the Cold War. You're surrounded <laughs> by the enemy everywhere. No, it's true. And, you know, John Katzmatidis, uh, we love John. He says the same thing. He's not leaving. But let's be honest, okay? John's in his 70s, him and Margo, and his uh, two children, lovely children, AJ and John Jr., are not home anymore. So it's a little different. Same thing with you. You know, you're an older guy now. Not old, not old, but older. Sean and Aaron yeah, are both right. out of the house. Right. 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 So, and, and even me. I mean, I've got Gabriel at home, but if I was a young guy, you know, if you rewound the clock for me 10 years ago, when we did live in Florida, me and Danielle, and even Gabe are still home, you got to be crazy to live here. And Long Island is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Jersey's gorgeous. Where I live is gorgeous out there in Queens. you got to be crazy to raise a family here. you got beautiful weather, no income tax, much better education. They're not learning about, uh, you know, CRT down in Florida. They're not bombarding those kids with slavery 18 hours a day. Why would any young family, not Peter King or John Katzmatidis, raise their kids here? You know, let me put in a plug for Nassau County. It really is an oasis or a fortress, no matter what you want to describe it. The schools are good. The streets are safe. we got a great police commissioner in Pat Ryder, and same as Suffolk County. Uh, so it, we are holding out. But if we let our guard down, then you're going to see people leaving Nassau County in bigger numbers, too. But the fact is that uh, right now we are holding tight. Uh, we saw it in you know, the results last uh, November. The Republicans swept almost everything under Joe Cairo's 
leadership. Hopefully, we can win the congressional race on February 13th. But no, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, uh, we are really fighting like a rear guard action here. Other parts of the country, they're just trying to keep things sort of the way they are. We have to not just keep things where they are, but fight off what could be coming in. I mean, literally, you have the illegal migrants at the border of Nassau County. They're right there on the Queen side of the border at Creedmoor. I mean, that's how, you know, how close it is. Mm. Then you have the issues of crossover crime. So, uh, and Bruce has made it clear. Bruce Blakeman has made it clear that he's not going to allow any of the illegal migrants into Nassau County. But that's going to be a tough fight. If they really start pushing us, it's going to be a tough fight. Pat Wright is out there all the time monitoring what's happening. Uh, we'll be able to keep demonstrations under control. But I would just say to people in Nestor and Suffolk County, we can keep it the way it is. It's great to stay here, but we can't let our guard down for a minute. As far as New York City, listen, I was uh, you know, uh, born in Manhattan, raised in Queens, went to school in Brooklyn. I consider myself a diehard New Yorker. I was a Brooklyn Dodger fan, Mets fan. I go back with the Rangers in the days of Gump Horsley, the Giants in the days of Charlie <laughs> Connolly. So, I mean, I'm really into New York. But having said that, uh, when I see it slipping away, New York City, I mean, it's, I'm only in the city a few days a week, but you see the difference every time you walk yep. the streets in the yep. city. No, there's no doubt. This is uh, the great congressman, Peter King. So you mentioned the big congressional race coming up. It's uh, February 13th, my baby sister Elizabeth's birthday, the day before Valentine's Day. And Mazzy Pillip, who I did invite on this show, uh, based on your request, Peter, I did invite her on. I've not heard back yet from her guy. That's fine. She's going to take on Tom Swazi. And i got to tell you, this is very anecdotal. It's just me. And I don't speak for everybody. But most people that I speak to, and don't forget, most people I speak to are Republicans, right. are really nervous she's going to lose this. That Swazi has, uh, you know, a pretty big following out there on Long Island. He's a liar, too, by the way. And he flip-flopped on this show with me and Bernie, the whole parental act, don't call him gay deal with Ron DeSantis down in Florida. But he's got, you know, he's been there many years. He's won there. And he's got a pretty loyal following. So I will tell you that the word on the street is not very, very optimistic about Mazzy, you're going to tell me different, right? Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I think she has superstar potential. I think she's proven herself in, in the last two races. She took those, that seat in Great Neck in the county legislature, which had never, ever been won by a Republican. She won it the first time in 2021. She won it by much bigger numbers in 2023. She campaigns all over for other, other Republicans. No, she is doing, I think she, she I'm, I'm confident that, you know, she's going to win. And Tom Swazi, he has experience, but he's also been around a long time. And people can say it's the same old face. We want change. And the areas where this congressional race is being run are where Joe Cairo and the Republicans did exceptionally well just you know, two months ago in the, uh, on Election Day. So now we're in. Uh, it's going to be a tough fight, but I, I am confident we're going to win. I have great confidence in Mazi. I really come to know her and like her and think she's terrific. Her husband's great. She's got seven kids. They're all like, well-behaved, happy kids. Vazi is always on, on top of the game. So I think people are going to see, uh, as this emerges, they're going to see a superstar coming. A superstar who's going to be grounded, though. Any woman who has seven kids and does the work <laughs> does in, 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 you know, in the community. I mean, I'm going to tell you a story about her. I mean, I first met her a couple of years ago, and then she's running for election, and in October, she already had five kids. In the first week of October, she had twins. Two weeks later, she's back campaigning at the train station. Wow. I mean, she is a uh, yeah, she's a workhorse. No, she sounds she, she sounds very impressive, but uh, are you still spending your time convincing constituents that she's a Republican? Because I'm still getting text messages still. Why is this lady uh, running as a Republican when she's a registered Democrat? You know, it's really a question of party registration. She can switch that against any time she wants. If we had asked her to, she would have. 
But to me, her, her record is 100 percent Republican. She's never done anything for the Democrats, never been involved in Democratic politics or Democratic causes as Republican on the county, uh, as, as a, uh, an elected official on the county legislature. She voted with Republicans 100 percent of the time. She's a strong supporter. She's pro-police. She's anti-illegal migrant. We can go up and down the line. She uh, is, is against raising taxes. So she is as conservative as any Republican we've ever had in Nassau County. And again, she came in as a, uh, a legal immigrant and people in her community, they're all registered Democrats. So that that was really it. But having said that, she's never done anything for the Democrats that I'm aware of. So in wrapping this uh, great conversation up, another great one to start of 2024 with my man Pete King. The Israelis took out the number two guy in charge of Hamas. Uh, Israeli drones took him out, killed seven Hamas folks, but this guy was a big deal, big fish. And now you keep hearing, wow, now the war's going to escalate because they were worried about the north as it is, and now with this bombing in Beirut, now you pretty much guaranteed the escalation. So if you were still there where you were with Homeland Security every day, and we've heard the FBI Director uh, Christopher Ray say time and time again, this may be the most dangerous time ever, even worse than 9-11. How are you feeling this morning after Israel's latest major hit? Well, listen, it might be more dangerous. But on the other hand, it would be more dangerous than that if Israel doesn't take the action that it does. I fully support what Israel is doing. Maybe in the short term, okay, it's a little bit more risky. But if Israel pulls back at all, if they allow Hamas to continue, if they allow Hezbollah to continue to attack, if Iran continues to be uh, untouched, uh, we're going to have greater, greater terror threats going just uh, uh, several months from now. So, no, and for the long term and the short term, Israel's got to continue doing what it's doing. We can't be constantly criticizing Netanyahu and the Israelis and somehow forgetting what happened on October 7th. And listen, if it was just one tragedy, Okay, that's horrible. But the fact is, it would happen many, many more times. If that was it, if you knew it was going to be over on October 7th and never happen again, you can make an argument, okay, it's time to end the war. But you know, as soon as the war is ended, Hamas is going to try to reinvigorate and start again. Iran is going to feel more confident. So Israel has to do what it has to do. And the United States, for its own survival, has to stand behind Israel. Even if it weren't Israel, if we had a country in that position doing what Israel was doing, we have to stand with them. The fact that we do have an emotional commitment to Israel besides only adds to it. But having said that, I wouldn't care what they were or who they were. If they were doing what Israel was doing now under the circumstances, we would support them a thousand percent.